0: Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer, songwriter, and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve, and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and Empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mama's Cup of Ambition. I'm your host, Rachel May, and I'm here today with something a little bit different. I've got a mini episode for you. I mean, I could definitely ramble on and on about this particular topic, probably enough to fill an entire episode, but I'm going to try it out as a mini and see how it goes. So I wrote out a few notes to try and keep things succinct, but we'll see how that turns out. Because if you've been around for a while, you might already have discovered that brevity is not my strong suit. So the topic today is for all of you multi-passionate mamas out there chasing your dreams while balancing the beautiful chaos of motherhood. So today's episode is all about embracing our multi-passionate nature and trying to find focus in a sea of brilliant ideas. Because confession time, if that's you, I'm with you. I am an idea-loving, dream-chasing mama who just can't help but have a million business ideas floating around in my head at any given time. But trying to focus on just one thing at a Time is freaking hard when you've got all of these ideas bouncing around, right? But fear not, my friend, because today I'm here to share a solid tip that's going to help us rein in our multi-passionate minds and channel our energy effectively. So honestly, I think we're all multi-passionate to some degree, right? I mean, we all have a wide variety of things that we're drawn to. But I think what I've come to realize is that not everyone attempts to turn each of those passions into a career or a podcast, or whatever. And I, on the other hand, have a tendency to discover something that excites me and then want to go all in. Like, I want to learn everything there is to learn about it. I want to master it. I want to scale it. I want to build a website for it. (laughs) I mean, if you could see the ridiculous number of domains that I own, you would probably consider me a hoarder. And sometimes that really benefits me and things click and I gain momentum, but other times I get really lit up about something and then the flame burns out and I move on. I mean, can you relate to that? Which camp do you fall into? Are you the all in on one thing at a time kind of person or are you the million ideas want to chase them all at once kind of person? I definitely fall into that second category, um, but it's something that I have recently worked on changing. So podcasting, for instance, this is a great example of something that clicks for me. Like, I freaking love podcasting. I'm obsessed with it, actually. I love producing my own podcasts. I love helping other people start and grow podcasts. I mean, this is a passion that burns hot and steady, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. But when I first got started as a podcaster, you know what I decided to do? True to form, I decided not to just launch one podcast, but I decided to launch two weekly podcasts. at the same time. And they were on completely unrelated topics, okay? Now, sure, they were both things that genuinely lit me up and that I could naturally talk about all day long. But it was such a disservice to my newbie podcaster efforts because not only was I in the thick of a major learning curve trying to develop these new skills needed for podcasting, but I was doubling down on the content that I was required to create on an ongoing weekly basis. So I came in hot and I burned out quick. And it would have served me so much better to get one show established and then to had the second show into the mix down the road. But honestly, I was just so damn excited by both ideas that I couldn't narrow my focus down enough to give my undivided attention to just one idea at a time. Have you ever been in that situation? That's a really common thing for me. And the crazy thing is that they were both actually gaining great traction. Like probably not as much as they would have if I had allowed myself to give my full attention to just one at a time. But I was definitely seeing growth with both shows. So this was in 2018. And in 2019, about a quarter of my way through my pregnancy with Waylon, I hit what they call pod fade, which is basically where a podcast just sort of drops off. And that's exactly what happened to me. I dropped the ball on both of those shows because surprise, surprise, I could not keep up with what I had created for myself. Now, thankfully, like I said, I have a podcasting obsession, and I eventually found my way back to the podcasting world. This time, with this very show that you're tuned into right now. But do you think that I learned from my multi-passionate pod fade situation? No, I didn't. (laughs) Instead, your girl decided to launch this show, Mama's Cup of Ambition, and to bring back my previous shows at the same damn time. And did I mention that I was also at home with an infant? Yep. My name is Rachel May and I'm addicted to ambition. So just a little like side note caveat here. If you're listening to this, and you're thinking about trying to launch multiple podcasts at the same time, just don't do it. Trust me, this is not a winning strategy. You want to learn from my podfade mistakes. Launch one at a time. Okay, I'm getting off that soapbox. So if you've been here for a while, then you probably know what happened. I got pregnant with Wyatt. I got really sick in the first half of my pregnancy. And once again, I had to can my podcasting journey because there was just no way I could keep all of the plates spinning while feeling like I was in a perpetual hangover, otherwise known as a morning sickness marathon. So after my second attempt at podcasting and my second brush with pod fade, I thought maybe I was done. Like, maybe I'm just not cut out to be a podcaster, and it's not for me. Like, I love it, but maybe I'm just not cut out for it. And that wasn't the end, obviously. I'm here recording right now because, like I said, I'm obsessed. And I couldn't stop thinking about podcasting. So I found my way back to it. And wouldn't you know it, third time was a charm. Because this time around, I decided to give my focus to just one podcast at a time. Look at me growing and evolving. (laughs) Now, don't get it twisted. I still have a bunch of other ambitions that I'm dabbling in, like my music and my work with dogs. But this year, I set a very clear goal to allow myself to narrow my focus on Mama's Cup of Ambition. And my friend, let me tell you, it is paying off in a big way. I am experiencing growth and momentum like never before. And I have to say, I think I'm finally starting to understand why so many people in the entrepreneurial world preach about tax one thing at a time. And I'm not gonna say that I don't still have like a shiny new business idea that crops up every day because I definitely do. And I have to check my shiny object syndrome daily because I will easily chase shiny objects all day long. But I'm definitely getting better at putting certain ideas on hold if they don't serve my bigger picture. Does that make sense? So you're probably wondering how the heck am I doing this? So remember when I said that I was gonna share a solid tip to help rein in that multi-passionate mind and channel our energy effectively, this is it. Embrace the power of sequential passion. Instead of trying to wrangle all of your amazing ideas at once, which, let's be honest, feels like hurting a bunch of cats, we're gonna focus on one idea at a time. And first things first, you really wanna choose your most dominant passion right now, like that one thing that literally keeps doing cartwheels nonstop, in your mind right now. And if you're still not sure what that thing is, a really good indication for you might be how energized or drained you feel by the thought of any particular thing. So like when I think about sitting down to do anything related to podcasting, I get like Red Bull wings energized. I don't know if they even make those commercials anymore, but like the Red Bull gives you wings. If you know, you know. But that's the kind of energy that I get from doing anything related to podcasting. And I can totally lose track of time when I'm doing it because it just fills me up in such a big way. So get clear on what your version of podcasting is and give that idea your undivided attention. Dive deep into the research and the planning and the execution like a mama on a mission. Like I'm talking, immerse yourself in that world. Let yourself be fully there, make those connections, and let the magic unfold. But here Here's the secret sauce, friend. Did I just say secret sauce? What am I making a burger here? That's kind of weird, but whatever. We're going to stick with it. Here's the secret sauce. Are you still with me? Because I really want you to hear this part. Set a clear timeline with a SMART goal attached to this ambition. And in case you don't already know what a SMART goal is, it stands for the framework of making your goal specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So when you're thinking of your goal and your timeline, really try to look at that goal through that framework because it really helps you to know if you're on track with what you're trying to achieve. And something that Amy McLaren and I talked about in episode 34 is worth noting here as well, and that was the idea that saying yes to something right now doesn't mean that you're saying no to all of your other ideas forever. It's just a no for right now so that you can focus on one thing at a time. Because the beautiful thing about embracing the power of sequential passion is that once you've achieved that smart goal or milestone that we just talked about and you feel like you've reached a comfortable cruising altitude, so to speak, with that one passion, then you can start folding in different layers of creativity and ambition, knowing that you've made progress and generated momentum that you can maintain. It's like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day and our empires won't be either. But if we can learn to give each idea we have its moment in the spotlight, so to speak, and give it enough room to grow, soon enough, we're gonna have a collection of successful ventures to call our own, right? It's time to embrace your creative superpowers. Harness your million ideas like a freaking boss and remember that you absolutely have the power to make each one shine, but you don't have to tackle them all at the same time. Your ideas will be patiently waiting for you when it's time to move through them. At least that's what I tell myself daily. And I'm pretty sure that it's true. So one thing at a time. Okay, I don't know how many this mini episode turned out to be, but I said what I needed to say in whatever time it took. And I hope that you got some value from this. And if you want to come and share some of the domain names that you've banked over the years, you know, I'd love to hear them. You can find me over on Instagram at Mama's Cup of Ambition. And I always have that linked up in the show description. So it's easy for you to come and continue the conversation with me over there. So as I wrap up this little mini, maybe not so mini episode, I really just want to encourage you to keep chasing those big dreams that are on your heart And keep working towards creating the life that you've always imagined because those dreams, those big desires that you have, they're there for a reason. They were divinely appointed to you, and they're yours for the taking. So I just want to leave you with that thought. So on that note, thank you so much for tuning into Mama's Cup of Ambition. Next week, I've got another momversation headed your way with the lovely Kim Norton of Life Realigned with Kim. Kim is a mom and a home organizer, and she's on a mission to help us mamas learn how to create and maintain an organized home. I feel like the kids' gear has slowly just started taking over every corner of my house. So I could really use Kim's help. Anyway, I had so much fun chatting with Kim and I'll be sharing that fun with you next week. So be sure you come back for that. Okay, so until next time, may your dreams be ambitious, may your coffee be strong, and may we all embrace the power of sequential passion. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, hey, you're still here. (laughs) Me too. So by now, you may have noticed that this episode was far from many. I told you that brevity was not in my wheelhouse. I was not lying. Anyway, this was just too funny not to include in this episode. So I'm throwing it in here as like a little behind the scenes bonus for those of you that stuck around. So I asked my husband, Gabe, to take a little trip down memory lane with me through some of my ambitions from the past. (laughs) Enjoy give me a recap of some of the things that I (laughs) have pursued over the years since we've been together forever and a day what comes to mind when you think of some of the ventures (laughs) that I've started over the years does that include like pole dancing and stuff (laughs) (laughs) last time you talked about burlesque this time you're talking about pole dancing this is a family friendly show um, <laughs> but yes, I did take pole dancing classes and they asked me to teach them. <laughs> so I guess I was pretty good at it. Um, but I never did. I, I did have the interview, actually. When they asked me if I would interest be interested in becoming an instructor, I did do the interview. Hmm. And I decided ultimately it wasn't for me. I was flattered that they thought that I could teach the classes, but I decided not to do that. <laughs> I didn't hmm. go in that direction. I don't know that that was... I entertained the idea by doing the interview, I guess, but I didn't pursue that as an ambition. But Okay, okay. What else comes to mind? Now my mind just went blank. <laughs> uh, okay, Pepper's Paw Palace. Oh, oh whoa, that's <laughs> way back in the day. That was my original dog daycare idea. I was going to have a dog daycare called Pepper's Paw Palace. I mm-hmm. even drew up, like... A logo with colored pencils at one point. (laughs) 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 That goes, like, way back. That was, like, early 2000s. Let's see. Fashion. You're in fashion for a while. (laughs) Nobody's going to believe that because I dress like Steve Jobs now. (laughs) 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 I did used to have a a somewhat decent fashion sense. And, yeah, I, I... I got, like, creative with the colored pencils for a while, right? Like I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was sketching out uh, yeah. my own designs. <laughs> <laughs> um, wedding planning, remember? Wedding planning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Floral design. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Those uh, were kind of dresser. fleeting. Oh, yeah. Beauty school dropout. Beauty school. Um, what else? Oh, I'm surprised you didn't open with. <laughs> this one. Think of some of my domains that I've had. Um, we got like merchandise sent to us with this one. Hmm? Creative voice. Oh, management. creative voice, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> creative <voice> management. <laughs> yeah. I still kind of stand behind that. It wasn't not a bad idea. Yeah. My idea the a- name's weird because it sounds like a trash collection yeah. <laughs> service. <laughs> but the idea, but actually, the was, idea was like good. like to help creative people not waste their time and to focus their energy into the creative pursuits and the things that are gonna move the dial. So I do still kind of do that on some mm-hmm. level. I just <laughs> I don't call it creative waste management, <laughs> but I did buy that domain at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I had she sings to dogs yeah, she sings to dogs. which turned into the mindful Mutt mama, which turned into dog obsessed um I've done consulting for dog daycares and boarding facilities I've managed do- dog daycare and boarding facilities like I've always been obsessed with dogs and I've always done stuff with that, but I've definitely had like multiple careers within that one area. yeah we're gonna do like a like a show.
1: Like, like a podcast?
0: A, no, like a, a TV <laughs> series. Oh, yeah. Extreme Dog Daycare Makeover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember my Shiner Beer blog? Oh, yeah. You did do that. Yeah. I had a, a blog all about Shiner Bock beer for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never tried to turn storm chasing into a career. Uh, did I? <laughs> No, I don't think no, I did. No, I guess not. I didn't turn it into a blog or a podcast or a course or... <laughs> you created... Did you create The Lost Souls? Well, I mean, I didn't create that. I did write a song about that's, it. But yeah. The Lost Souls, I mean, not not just one of us created that. That was just our collective storm-chasing group. Grand Ole opera. That's connected to my music career, though, though. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. really feel like... Mama, did I did do the trip. quest for the grand. That was another vlog. <laughs> and, and actually, was it? Split? I can't even remember what it's called. It's like the quest for the grandest gig mm-hmm. was like actually like the early days. Like if I would have stayed with that, I was actually an early vlogger. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't oh, a yeah. vlog. It was a vlog. I was recording mm-hmm. my quest to make it to the Grand Ole Opry stage. And we were making vlogs about the things that I was doing to go back and forth from here to nashville to pursue that dream so i actually was like an early vlogger Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just didn't stay very consistent with that side of things um through lucky and love oh my god uh yeah that's right my what was it called uh chauffe not chauffeur concierge something uh The canine concierge. (laughs) Gabe is a filmmaker and you do like cinematic video work. And at one point you were doing cinematic Mm -hmm. wedding videos Mm -hmm. and you had a company called Lucky in Love and I was helping you with that. So I kind of was in (laughs) the. (laughs) wedding videography business for a hot minute. But I had the idea of like creating the canine concierge for couples who are getting married and incorporating their dogs into their wedding because there's so many logistics and things that happen with your dog on the wedding day. And you need somebody or it's smart to have somebody that's like specifically looking out for your dog's experience that day because it can be kind of overwhelming and a lot for a dog and so i was like i could totally be that person i can come and like make sure that your dog is like having water breaks and potty breaks and like if they have a little outfit that they're wearing some people put like little bow ties or whatever on their dog i kind of would handle all of that stuff for you it was a good idea i didn't end up doing anything with that if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I need some ideas for things that I could do. I'm like full of side hustle ideas. I just thought of another venture while we were living in Nashville. I worked at Curves. Do you remember Curves? I think I've mentioned this before in one of my previous episodes, but it was like, is Curves still around? I don't even know. I don't even know if it's still around. Um, But I worked at Curves momentarily and I really enjoyed the element of like motivating and encouraging the women there to reach their goals, which obviously makes a lot of sense with what I'm doing now, Um, not in a fitness capacity, but just in general. And I, at that point, was considering going to school to become a personal trainer I didn't end up doing that. Uh, kids books. Oh yeah, you're doing that right now. Yeah. I am doing that. <laughs> I'm a children's author, yeah. but I still want to do that. I'm still doing that, and I am actively pursuing that one. That's probably it, right? I mean, that's probably not it. There's probably a bunch of things that I've thought about. The thing is, I get like really excited, or I come up with these ideas, and then sometimes I just go after them. And sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, this I need to like rein it in and focus on the thing that I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap.